Hey, welcome into the Main Street Murray High School football preview show as we continue toward Chattanooga. We are getting ready for round two. Well, yeah, it's round two of the state playoffs, whether it's Division One or Division Two, it's still round two because they played last week as well. Anyway, I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. And again, short slate of games here locally because our team's kind of struggled in week one. Yeah, it wasn't a great showing from the contingent we had. Uh, obviously had one team win, and they'll be moving on. But because of that, we are we're kind of short on content this week in our normal area. So we so decided to branch, branch out a little bit. There we go. Yeah. As we said, week one, not terribly kind to our local teams. Um, starting in Region 5-2A as both Loretto, the Region 5-2A champion, and Mount Pleasant, which played for the Region Championship in the final weekend. Both fell. Loretto falling to Peabody. 28-24 at home in the opening round. Mount Pleasant going over to Decatur County Riverside and for the second year in a row, dropping a decision to the Panthers. This one, no doubt, 50-6. to six. Um, Also in 5A, Columbia Central went up to Centennial. Had the host Cougars on the ropes, but couldn't keep them there. Dropped a 27-15 decision there. And in 6A, Independence Falls at Smyrna, 26-14, but Summit defeated host Antioch, 38-29, to advance. So, this week, Summit goes to Brentwood in a Region 6-6A rematch from the regular season, and I don't think the Spartan team that's going up 65 this time is the same one that went up there last time. No, absolutely not. This is going to be a really good football game because Summit has has kind of one. It appears that that he that that Brian Coleman has gotten some buy-in from some guys, and they've they've learned the system. They've now they feel comfortable in the system. They know what their strengths are versus what doesn't work well. And anytime Brian Coleman can run the ball. 35, 40 times a game, he's happy. Yeah, and and that's basically what they did last weekend against Antioch. They only threw one pass, and it was intercepted. Yeah. So they um they got on the ground, they stayed on the ground, and they grounded out a 38-29 victory over there to um you know again extend their season. So they go to Brentwood where they lost twenty to nothing earlier in the year, but um. Like you said, I think they feel pretty confident in what they're doing offensively right now behind the junior quarterback, Mason McElhaney, who rushed for 145 yards and three touchdowns. And you still got Dominic Hollis back there in that run game who can pop one from anywhere on the field at any time. So they feel pretty good about what they're doing offensively right now. Yeah, no doubt. And they, when you feel good, when you feel confident, when you're unselfish in that offense that, you know, it, it, there's a lot of guys who touch the football. Uh, it, it, it works well. And Brentwood's going to have a lot, you know, they're going to have a lot to deal with. One, and I keep saying this, and hopefully for our sake it doesn't rain, but in the event that it does, 
feel like that only helps Summit because that means Brentwood's going to be forced to kind of play Summit's game, shorten the game. You know, uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot more run oriented offense on both sides because you don't want to try to throw a wet football or catch a wet football. So my my line of thinking is that this is going to be a quick game. I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of running clock, and that to me is is you know kind of sets you up because rain always kind of favors the underdog. Here's my question though: That's traditional football thinking that rain kind of is the great equalizer, but with the advent of artificial turf at the high school level, and particularly in Williamson County, you know, everybody plays on artificial turf now, including Summit for their home games and Brentwood. So how much that stuff is slick. I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily about the speed. I think it's more the, the throwing and catching. Okay. Catching a wet football is not easy to do, gloves or not. Mm-hmm. Throwing a wet football accurately and with any type of velocity at the high school level is going to be at least somewhat mitigated by the, the elements. So you've got the rain that's going to hit the ball as it's in the air and who knows, knock it off target or whatever. So there's just a, I think it's less, you know, mud and mm-hmm. I, I think it just, it just, helps the team that is ready to run the football on every single play. Yeah. Okay. And again, underdogs are mostly helped because of shortening the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The less the, the less time your opponent has the ball, the fewer opportunities they have to score. There you go. Okay. So I just think it's gonna be a really good football game. Okay. And they're not the only ones in this side of the bracket that are going to have good football games. Here is that bracket by the way. Yeah. Um the winner of this game will play the winner of Smyrna and Ravenwood in next week's quarterfinal action. Uh, obviously, Memphis, the Memphis area comprises the other side of the semifinal bracket as Region 86A swept Region 7A, including Collierville going over to unbeaten Clarksville and winning 23-22. So, um long as we're in 6A, do you want to take a look at the eastern half of the bracket as yeah, well? absolutely. And again, uh, the Ravenwood-Smyrna game is going to be a really good football game as well. It's a rematch from earlier this year, but that Ravenwood team is not going to see the same Smyrna team. And uh, I think Smyrna is just about primed and ready to kind of take some momentum from that win last week against Independence. So okay. look for another good football game there. Okay. Um, on the east side... Oakland East Side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland travels to Mount Juliet. Actually, we spoke with Patriots coach Kevin Creasy on our show earlier today, Main Street Sports Today. So if you want to check out that um, interview, feel free to go back and listen to that. Or, or Mount Juliet graduate Alicia Clark, who was also on there. Um, that's one half of the quarterfinal bracket. The other half is Riverdale and Cookville. Cookville going to Riverdale. Those two winners will play in the quarterfinals next Friday night. And then over east, Maryville and Bradley Central and Bearden and Jeff County. So, Man, that Maryville-Bradley Central game. 
You could the, a um, changing of the guard, perhaps. I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that more than than you can can know. I think a lot of people will be paying a lot of attention to that ball game across the state. Um, yeah, no so. doubt. Okay. All right. There is our 6A. In 5A, again, we lost our local team, Columbia Central, but Centennial now travels to Shelbyville, the region 5A champion. Golden Eagles coming into this one 10 and 1, and winners of their last 10 after opening the season with that 55 43 loss to Siegel that. I think kind of put both those teams on the map, really. Unfortunately, Siegel had a injury quarterback that kind of thwarted their postseason hopes, but but Shelbyville has rolled, defeated Hillsboro 41-7 to open the playoffs. Um, looking forward to this ball game. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, this Centennial team looked really good. Columbia stayed with them, gave them a lot of problems, but Centennial with their Mr. Football semifinalist, Dominic Reed, and 136 rushing yards from Tanner Lee managed to pull this ball game out. So now they go on the road to Shelburne. Yeah, I expect this is going to be a really good football game. I think it's going to be another one of those like Brentwood and Shelburne with both teams like to run the football. Uh, obviously, Centennial has – a couple of great backs, so does Shelbyville. And Shelbyville has the ability to to kind of pound you inside with that sophomore. And then Rocky you, Chandler. Uh, is, is Rocky the, the sophomore bruiser? So. Yeah. The guy, and then the other kid, uh, the, the 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 starting running back, the guy who they rotate some guys in yeah, and out of there. And I don't remember all of them, but Chandler is the one that had the big game, like a two hundred game yard nine carry game for him earlier this year i think see I, I think he's i don't think he's the sophomore okay i think he's the guy who gets the bulk of the carries and but that's he's kind of the guy who who can get the edge mm -hmm. and watch out when he does because it's hard to catch him now centennial's got the speed to do that so that's where i think that centennial's got a little bit of an advantage i think it's going to be a really good football game and again both teams are going to run the ball quite a lot the winner of that game will play the winner of Tullahoma and Page. Tullahoma defeated Nolansville 10-0 uh, last weekend. Page with a 50-14 win over visiting Franklin County. And Page, you know, has, has been the 5A state runner-up each of the past two years. I don't know that the Patriots were expected necessarily to make another run, particularly out of that region. But here they are, you know, just rolling right along. Doing what they do. Yeah, you know, obviously, Nolansville's quarterback going down in week seven, I think week seven or eight, was a huge blow to the Knights. They were kind of rolling through that region and, and you know, setting up for a big showdown with Paige late in the year. Uh, didn't necessarily get what we hoped to get out of that game. Uh, competitiveness wise, but Paige is really, you know, really showing that this is the time of year that they, they prove who they are. And so you can't, you, you can't say much more than that about, about this group. And obviously getting their big, uh, 
offensive lineman Clemson commit back. He he came came in what about week six or seven or so, about midway through the year, mm-hmm. and has really changed the dynamic of that offense. I mean, when we, uh, you know, you go back and look at that Giles County game, it was a back and forth and overtime game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in that one, but you can see a difference in this offense since he's returned. Ronan O'Connell. Um, yeah, he's a difference maker for sure. Um, so those two will, those two winners will play each other in next week's quarterfinals. Uh, the other side of that semifinal bracket, uh, Hendersonville is at Henry County for the second time in three weeks. And um, Southwind, comes to beach no 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 i'm sorry beach goes to southwind mm-hmm. beach is the number two seed out of region seven five a southwind is the region eight five a champion and yes as you said undefeated after a 62 to nothing win over springfield last week i don't even know where southwind is i ain't never heard of them. it's south of memphis that makes sense yeah yeah it's in shelby county barely yeah you can't be south of Memphis and be in Shelby well, County without well, I, it, it may not be south of Memphis. It may <laughs> be in South Memphis. Yeah, yeah, but, but deep South Memphis, like is basically, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, the other half of the five A bracket, we've not really talked a whole lot about the teams over there because they it kind of looks like throw them all in a hat and pull one out, but um. Sevier County and Powell, Morristown West and Knoxville West. I think West will win that one. Yeah, yeah, good call. Uh, um, Oak Ridge and Clinton and Lenore City and Walker Valley are your second-round matchups over there. So I think um, every top seed won. No upsets over there. So chalk. Chalk. All day. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously Powell has had some success. Sevier County knocking off Central was a pretty big deal for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Knoxville West has been kind of the the team to beat out of that side the last couple of years, and they look to be the same this year. Uh, never count out Oak Ridge, ever. <laughs> so, you know, you got coaches like they've got that is just a really – Really solid program. So, yeah, I mean, who knows, man? I, I, if I had to guess, I'm thinking Knox West comes out of it, but they can find out. Yeah, I, I feel like whoever comes out of the West is probably your prohibitive favorite, though, in the finals. So, um, Chris, let's take a break. Let's come back and let's talk a little Division Two Class A playoff action here on the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show. He shoots, and he scores! Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net 
or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Welcome back to the Main Street Murray High School Football Playoff Preview Show. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao. And as we mentioned, Division II Class A, Columbia Academy drew a bye last week after winning the Middle Region Championship. So they will face Jackson Christian in their postseason opener. The Eagles defeated the Eagles of Ezell Harding 37-7 in last week's opening round. So um, Columbia Academy went to Jackson Christian last year and took it on the chin 49-14. And I feel pretty confident that they remember that. Yeah, I mean, obviously – Anytime you, you know, in the playoffs, and this has kind of been a revenge tour for Columbia Academy, taking out Quarksville Academy and uh, Grace Christian in the final what, two weeks of the season. Uh, and then getting a bye, you know, you, you're going to see, you know, whether it's re- rust or rest, uh, I've got a feeling that, you you know, you'd rather have a bye this time of year just to get healthy and, and tend to some of those bumps and bruises. But Jackson Christian made pretty light work of Ezo Harding in their second year back from eight-man football. So, uh, you know, looking looking forward to this game. I think, you know, obviously Columbia Academy has a lot to play for. They've got a lot of great athletes, and I think they're going to certainly give Jackson Christian a much better contest than they did last year. I think they're going to give Jackson Christian a much better contest. And part of that will be because Jackson Christian will be without their junior receiver slash safety, Jalen Mosley, who um, suffered a knee injury in JCS's final game of the regular season, which they lost to Trinity Christian. Which is how they ended up in the two spot rather than the one. Yeah, because they were they were undefeated going into that game. They are now contrary to oh that bracket has been updated. Okay, yes, they are now ten and one. Correct. The bracket that I have has them at eight and two, which was incorrect. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a typo. It happens. It happens. The winner of Jackson Christian and Columbia Academy will play the winner of. First Assembly Christian School, or FACS, and Middle Tennessee Max. Christian. Max. <laughs> and Middle Tennessee Christian, or MTCS. And I can tell you this. Hmm? If Columbia Academy wins and Middle Tennessee Christian wins, MTCS is not going to be excited. No, I don't believe they are, despite <laughs> the 33-31. Well, I'm just, that's what I'm saying is uh, it, they, they know they're going to be in for a dogfight in yeah. the semifinals. What was it? Double overtime? It was double overtime. And if you send me to that game and Lawson Smith is not allowed to come, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> if, if I send you to that game, Lawson Smith will not come. Yeah. But um, overtime is, seems to be his middle name. It does. <laughs> they seem to find him. He seems to find them. Yes. Um, other side of the D2A bracket, Nashville Christian goes to Trinity Christian. Been a little bit of a Odd year for Nashville Christian came into the postseason four and six, defeated Providence Christian last week, 47-14. They've got the highly touted quarterback, um, Jared Curtis. But um, it's been 
like I said, it's just been an inconsistent year for the Eagles, and you know, they might be finding it here in the postseason. Um, also, you've got Donaldson Christian going to Friendship Christian in a matchup of the last two D2A state champions. So that one will be one worth watching. These winners will be in semifinal action next week because – D2 is like a week ahead, basically. Basically. Yeah. At least they get Thanksgiving off. I bet they don't take it off. Well, I mean, they don't have to prepare for a Friday night game. Yeah. yeah. They can eat on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and not worry about and per- it. And be perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, want to take a break? Come back and make some picks? Let's do it. Okay. Let's, let's take a break, come back and make some picks. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl banana rama. So other guy Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Time to make some picks here on the Main Street Murray High School Football Preview Show for week two of the state playoffs. And starting in Class 6A, as Summit travels to Brentwood with a win, Summit would get to 500. <laughs> First time all year. Oh, man, that's great. <laughs> um, Brentwood trying to stay undefeated and, more importantly, advance to the quarterfinals. Yeah, this is going to be a really good football game. I'm telling you, throw the records out. They don't mean anything. This is a different football team for Brian Coleman and – Again, if you watched if you watched Main Street Sports today earlier today, then you know I already made this pick. But as I said earlier, shorten the game. Going to be difficult with the weather. Give me the upset. Give me the Summit Spartans. Oh, Sparty! Old Sparty is riding. I um, I'm really hoping you're wrong about this weather. And if you're not, I'm blaming you for it. Don't blame me. No, I'm blaming you. Creasy said it first. Who? Creasy. Creasy did say <laughs> it, and I, tr- and I tried to ignore it. But um, I still think Brentwood takes care of business in this one. I think Summit is playing its best ball of the year right now. I think Brentwood's going to have their hands full with Summit, but I think the Bruins figure a way to pull this one out um, at home. Oh, certainly would not be. Surprised. Yeah. In 5A, this is a sneaky good ball game right here. Centennial going to Shelbyville. 
Um, Centennial, with its Mr. Football semifinalist and Dominic Reed, again, scored all four of their touchdowns last week and did yeoman's work on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're going to need another game like that out of him. But um, I think the Cougars are equipped to go on the road and get this win. I think the Cougars do that. Yeah, I'm with you here, partner. I think that Centennial is just – they're a little more battle-tested, I think. I think, you know, obviously several played a, you know, a fairly tough schedule, but I don't think that they played the likes of Page. They didn't play the likes of Independence. They didn't play, you know, some of the better teams in, in Williamson County. So I think just, you know, the battle tested, the the ability to, to maybe have a little more success in the run game is going to be the difference. I think the key here is – Centennial needs to minimize turnovers. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Um, also in 5A, that winner will play this winner. Tullahoma goes two page, the Wildcats seven and three, page at 10 and one. Uh, Page's only loss was to Centennial. No. No. Who did they lose to? Indy? That's a good question. Who did Page lose let, to? Let me go. I've got it right. I've got, got it right here pulled up. I can tell you. Yeah. Tell me. Might be. There's an ad. Uh, it was Independence. Three overtimes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. three overtime loss at Independence. Sure well, was. Uh, right after playing overtime at Joss County the week before. Yeah. Well, I don't think this one takes overtime, and I don't think the Patriots lose it. And this is going to be a, this is another sneaky good ball game because the defense for Tullahoma is really good. I just don't think the offense has got quite enough uh, juice. And Page's defense, Page's defense is, is really, really good. good. So that's where I think the difference is. I think that Tullahoma will be able to slow down Page, but I don't think that Tull uh, that that Page will struggle to stop Tullahoma. So give me the Patriots. In Division 2A, again, Jackson Christian coming into Columbia, taking on the Bulldogs, the Middle Region Champions, CA 7 and 3, JCS 10 and 1. Disregard that. Oh, that's right. You can't. I, yeah, I gave you the wrong records. My that's okay. That's okay. That's that's all good. It's all good. We'll we'll get that. At any rate, I don't think Jackson Christian's record will matter after this week. Well, they'll have a two there, as it says. As they as they go to the house. It that yeah exactly. So yeah. I'm with you, man. I think look, Monte Baldwin is a great running back, and I think he's going to play a monster part in this. But yeah. what Jackson Christian is not ready for is the ability of Connor Rawson to find Harrison Brownlee. What's the other kid? CJ Duro. CJ Duro. Well, see, and that's the thing. Monte they Baldwin didn't they didn't face field. they didn't face Connor Rawson exactly. last year because he was hurt. He had a back injury that knocked him out. And they were kind of one-dimensional mm -hmm. when JCS played them last And year. and here's the thing: Monte Baldwin behind this offensive line. It's a much better offensive line. The only thing that that, that Columbia Academy has to be aware of and be They've got to play penalty-free football outside the, the whistles. 
Yeah. No false starts, no offsides, no 15 yarders inexplicably. Right. That's where CA has to be really smart because you can't afford in a game like this to give free first downs, et cetera. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Defensively, Columbia Academy has 26 interceptions. Wow. Did not realize that. They're going to get one at some point Friday night. They will take away a ball. Yeah. Absolutely. So give me the Bulldogs in this one. There you go. Hey, that's going to do it here for the Main Street Murray High School football preview show as we go into week two of the playoffs. Follow us on Friday night. Chris will be at that Summit Brentwood game getting drenched. You can follow him at ChrisYow14. If I, I'm not inside the condemned other press box, <laughs> it's been condemned. I'm just kidding. I will, I will be getting drenched, and it's okay. <laughs> I will be at Columbia Academy and Jackson Christian. You can follow me at Mopatton underscore sports, and you can follow at MS underscore sports today that's main street underscore sports today for whatever updates we get get our hands on so be sure and do that be sure and see us next week thanks